I'm Kate Daniels, and I am excited to have you meet these three wonderful women involved with the American Cancer Society. They have stories and a big invitation for each of us, stories that we will easily relate to because cancer strikes all of us, either directly or someone close to us. And we're going to hear about hope, and we'll learn how we can be part of the solution and actually even have fun. So let's get right to it and meet these wonderful guests, Kim Arendt, Emily Vega, and Ginny, an inspiring survivor. Good morning to a wonderful studio full of lovely women with us this mm-hmm. morning, talking about something so critically important to all of us, that's uh, something we want to get rid of a in our lives, and that is cancer. So with us this morning, we're going to hear about opportunities and a really motivating story, I feel, about why we want to do this. So we're going to first begin with Kim Arendt, who is a senior manager with cancer.org here in Seattle, right? So welcome, Kim. uh, You have a program, actually, imminent. It's happening today, so tell us what's going on. Sure, absolutely. So September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And to conclude that on today, actually, September 30th, we are doing an event called Construction Versus Cancer of Washington. This is a new event that the American Cancer Society is launching to engage the construction industry in the fight against cancer. So what this event does is it gives children impacted by cancer and the community an opportunity to come out for the day and interact on real-life construction equipment that has generously been donated by our sponsors. So it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for kids to come out and get on an excavator, to ride on a dozer, in addition to a variety of other activities, including face painting. There's a trampoline that will be there that they can jump on. And it's just a fun day for kids to come out and play in the dirt while supporting a good cause, which is fighting cancer. They can play in the dirt and no one's going to yell at them and say, get out of the dirt. No, absolutely not. We encourage it. (laughs) So this is for all families, all kids. Come on out and uh, learn more and support this really important cause. Absolutely. So through this event, the construction industry donated several tickets to local hospitals in the King County area. And then in addition to that, we are selling tickets for each child to come in and play with us uh, today. It's $15 per child. Um, Adults and chaperones get to come in for free with their kids in order to supervise them. And we encourage the community to come out and join us for this day. Um, It's going to be a really fun event, and we're excited to launch it today. That's so excellent. And when we talk in terms of these dollars, these costs, the majority of the funds really go towards supporting uh, the Cancer Society, right? Absolutely. So what we're raising money for today is money for research to focus on innovative technologies and prevention screening within our community um, to prevent people from being diagnosed with cancer. So this is 100% a fundraiser. It's going back to research. It's also going back to support our patient programs here in King County. And we are thrilled by the support we've received from the construction industry and their flexibility with us as we grow and create this new event. That sounds so fabulous. Lots of fun and really doing important, critical work that we just never know when any of us are going to be touched by it indirectly for certain, directly is a possibility. So 
Let's move on now to um, hear from Emily Vega, who is going to tell us more about an event that's coming up in October. We've met Emily before, but we want to know more because it's uh, it's really a big one, and we want to get really prepared for it. So, Emily, how are things going with Making Strides? They're great. We're able to talk to the community every day and find out new people are coming out and excited about this event. People are planning their pink outfits and their doggy costumes, so we're getting ready for our event here on October 20th. And it's a a major one. Again, a really important fundraiser. Absolutely. So over 260,000 women will receive a new diagnosis of breast cancer. So like you mentioned earlier, when you were talking with Kim, new diagnoses mean new people who are affected, families who are affected, friends who are affected. So those are the communities we're really trying to reach because all of us really has a cancer story, whether it's our own as a cancer survivor or you have a loved one who has been affected by cancer. Breast cancer specifically affects one in eight women, so it's one of those pervasive cancers that we really see a lot of support for in our community. And as we mentioned with Kim, the fundraising dollars are so critically important. And, you know, here with Making Strides is another big time for raising funds. And and it's been big here in the Puget Sound area, hasn't it? Yes. So um, as Kim mentioned before, a lot of our dollars that we raised here with the American Cancer Society are earmarked for research and patient services. So when we talk about research, we often think it's this big, enormous thing, you know, how can it affect our local community? But the BRCA gene was actually discovered right here in Seattle at University of Washington. Um, So we really do see those uh, local re- researchers, we're funding them, innovative technologies, and we're seeing real results from them, and that affects real people. So there's kind of the big picture locally. Really critical, I think, we can hear from what Emily has shared with us. And now to really get a sense of the personal effect of what goes on the reason for the research, how it impacts in a in a really positive, important way. We have with us cancer survivor Jenny, who is um, I really appreciate her vulnerability, your openness, Jenny, to you know wanting to share your story. So maybe Thank that's you. a good place to start. Why do you want to share the story? I want to share the story because of the way cancer impacted me and my family, and. Um, Research is very important to me because without the research, I wouldn't be here. Um, the, the type of cancer I have is triple negative, and it's genetic, um, and it's a BRCA1. I'm BRCA1. And it, um, research is really important for my children, too, and grandchildren, because um, I hope that they can find treatments that are less harsh and we'll come back to harsh. That's a real critical term, I feel, because Jenny shared some of her story with me earlier. Your cancer uh, that you were diagnosed, no, I don't want to call it yours. The cancer that you were (laughs) diagnosed uh, with is a breast cancer. Yes. Yes. And you said it's a rare type. And you had no idea, though, that you had the BRCA gene. No. I didn't. Um, both my parents died of cancer, so I was a little suspicious that there was a genetic component, but it wasn't until I was diagnosed, and then um, they sent me to uh, genetic counseling, 
and I was tested that I found out I was BRCA positive. That's an interesting term, uh, genetic counseling. Just give us a little overview of what that is. Well, um, the counselor meets with you and explains to you um, why it's important to be tested because it can have an impact on so many people in your family. And um, it also has a lot to do with prognosis of how well you're going to do and heal. And so um, it was really important to, to have that done. And she really stressed that fact. And she also gave me advice how to tell and to talk to my relatives um, about it. And uh, have you followed suit and talked to your relatives? I have. I have. One of my nieces was tested, and she was negative, so I was very thankful for that. But uh, did they also alert you to the fact that maybe even though you encourage people, they may not want to follow through? Yes. Both my children decided not to get tested. Um, They just didn't want to know at this point in their lives. And that's where it's, you know, we have to respect that freedom of making your own decisions, but having the awareness, I think, isn't that really beneficial for them anyway? Yes, it is. And I'm sure that in the future, when they get older, it will, that they will be tested. Um, I think that their doctors will encourage them to be tested too, because there are preventative things that they can do um, for the BRCA gene. Uh, Like um, people have had mastectomies ahead of time Mm -hmm. before they're diagnosed and um, even um, having their ovaries removed um, and everything to prevent it from happening to them. Yes. So in a way that may sound drastic, and yet when we think in terms of life, having our life, it makes sense to to be able to take those steps. Yes, it does. It's important. So you were diagnosed, you told me, three years ago. Yes. And what happened? Um, I actually went to the doctor for something else, um, and when I went in, she said, you haven't had a mammogram for a long time. I think you should go. So when I went and had the mammogram, that's when they found the tumor. And how quickly, or I imagine it was quickly, how did things progress after that? Well, it was very quick. Um, I knew within, the, within 24 hours wow. that I was positive for cancer. And then um, three days later, I was told that it was triple negative and that it's difficult to treat and it spreads easily. And then three days after that, I was told that I was in my lymph nodes. How were you feeling at that time? I was very overwhelmed. And I was convinced that I was going to die. Um, I hadn't spoken to the doctor who does the chemotherapy yet. And um, from the research online and everything, everything sounded like it was just... It was horrible, like it was a death sentence. And I even debated whether to have chemo or not. That feels overwhelming just hearing you talk about it. But here you are three years later, yep. looking quite wonderful. Yes. And I, with long hair. Yes, you had finally lost, grew back. Right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's it's lovely and <laughs> shiny and, and really great. So I'm sure you're happy to see it, I'm too. I'm very happy. And it's warm. Yes, that's why there are people who volunteer in those little caps, Yes, I had all kinds of different kinds of hats I could wear. (laughs) Oh, there's just so much about your story, Jenny, that's uh, so important and so incredible. 
One of the things, let's just mention right now, the reason, though, that so quickly you were diagnosed and had that information, the genetic counseling, I mean, that sounds phenomenal, is because of the research and the funding that we know about these things. Right, Emily? Absolutely. So like we mentioned before, research is is where we really like to funnel in a lot of our dollars, especially locally here. We're in a hub of cancer resources. We have great organizations to lean on, and we're really hoping to fund those through the funds that we raise through Making Strides. Because if we don't have these funds, if that hadn't been done in the past, three years ago when Jenny went to her doctor and, and had the mammogram done, they might have just said, oh, well, here's the diagnosis and sorry. Mm-hmm. End of story then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way it had been um, before three before three years ago. So um, a lot of women died. And then the worry was that um, it would be passed on to their children. Yes. And now with the research and knowing what is possible, it, it certainly opens up the world. What you learned is that the BRCA gene actually um, is not just breast cancer, right? No, it's for ovarian and pancreatic. So that was actually illuminating to me as well. So I think, you know, again, we need to just be so much better informed and and support the work so that, you know, maybe there's even more that can be discovered that's going to help us along the journey. Yes, there were um there was also a list of other genetic um defects on the report um that they said there was an unknown um unknown what it would cause. In your body. In my body, yeah. What uh-huh. what other effects there were. And they said that as research continued, if they discovered that one of those genes meant something, they would let me know. And there again, isn't that wonderful that there's yes. this awareness mm-hmm. and that you can be more proactive about your health and your life? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you were given this diagnosis then what was your treatment plan because it was such a rare disease? Well, there is no targeted treatment. Um, A lot of breast cancers are um, sensitive to hormones. And so to treat them, all they have to do is decrease those hormones. Well, a triple negative means that it's negative for any hormones. So they can't treat it that way. So they have to use a very harsh um, chemotherapy that kills all the cells in your body, especially the ones that are rapidly um, forming. And so it affects your brain and your digestive system, your vision. Um, and many of those symptoms are long-term side effects. So it's things I've had to adjust to and learn to live with. And as you've adjusted, I imagine there's still the feeling of gratitude, like I'm here. Yes. Yes, very much so. I'm very happy to see my children's birthdays and um, our anniversaries and things like that. Right. And see your hair grow back. Nice, wonderful, long hair. (laughs) But in the process of this, too, you've benefited from the research and been able to take advantage then of the treatments, which weren't fun. No, they by any stretch of the imagination. No. But in the process of that, you've also been very active in terms of fundraising yourself. Yes. Um, I wanted to be able to um, fight cancer on another level. And I heard about Relay for Life. And so um, 
while I was still um, taking chemotherapy and very weak, I went to my very first Relay for Life. And how was that? It was great. Um, I was so uplifted and encouraged um, to see all the people out there fighting for me. And also, um, one of the things I'll never forget is the they do a, a lap for the cancer survivors. And at the end, they have everybody line up and give you high fives. And then after that, my doctor put a ribbon over my neck with a medal saying that I'm a survivor. And that was just really meaningful to me. I can feel that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that wants you to pump your arms in victory, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was It was just really amazing. Yeah. And he had a big grin on his face. And and uh, it was really something. Then I, I felt like I've got a team behind me. I'm not fighting yeah. this alone. And there's the big piece of it, isn't it? With mm-hmm. any of these wonderful, important activities, they're fun, as Kim was telling us, you know, uh, cancer versus construction when the kids and, you know, it's you see the team coming together to support. And Emily, I mean, we, the same so, sort of thing happens at Making Strides, right? There's like a, a victory lap kind of thing that goes on, right? Right. Well, while cancer is pervasive and, you know, we do talk about how destructive it can be in people's lives and for their families, what we do at these events is really celebrate life. That's what we do at American Cancer Society. We celebrate birthdays. In fact, employees get their birthday off because they are sacred. <laughs> Um, we really aim to celebrate survivors, so celebrate life, um, and you know, make it make it fun because there is a team behind you, and you know, it's your local American Cancer Society and those affected by cancer in your community. Right. So that should also motivate each and every one of us to see how we really are so connected as com- community. I think it's just the real positive peace, even though cancer can be like this awful C word. But on the other hand, there's the big C word of community. Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll call it the family coming together, you know, the greater family. Yes, it's okay. very, very important and meaningful. Um, it would be very hard to stick with the treatment when it makes you so sick if you didn't have all those people supporting you. Yeah. And how long did your treatment go on, Ginny? It went on for a long time. I had um, uh, three months of the chemotherapy, and then um, I had 30 radiation treatments. And then after that, because my cancer had gone into my lymph nodes, there was a bigger chance it had spread elsewhere. So there was another more experimental type of chemo that I did at home. And um, uh, so that lasted another six months. And you mentioned, though, being involved with Relay for Life. So you weren't just bedridden. You weren't <laughs> strapped into a, a what a big comfy chair, not that you were feeling comfy necessarily. I mean, you were out and active anyway. Yes. Yeah. It was important to me not to just sit around. Um, it was very hard to get up and walk around, but it was important to me to still feel alive. And you had told me earlier as we first met that uh, one of the side effects of the chemo was short-term memory problems. Yes, I have a lot of difficulty with that. Um, I did go back to work part-time in March, and um, they had to totally retrain me for my job because I forgot everything. And it's very much difficult, very much more difficult to learn now. So trying to relearn it has been a real challenge. 
I am grateful to hear that the employer is being supportive and assisting you because that's a, a real key part of this as well. Yes, and it's very unusual. And I was, uh, I feel extremely um, fortunate that um, I have an employer that really cares a lot. And um, they let me come back. One day I only work two hours, and another day I work just three hours. So um, that took a lot of commitment and support on their part to let me do that and help me, give me the time I need to relearn the job. And for you to be able to do that, I would imagine, is really important. It is, yeah. It, it, um, it, I was starting to become depressed because I wasn't able to do anything. And um, so it was really important for me to go back to work to feel like I was participating in life again. Mm -hmm. And it was very encouraging. So bravo to your employer mm -hmm. and for other employers to consider that in the course of, of their work life too. Yes, right? yes. But I must say then, in, in terms of um, you're mentioning short-term memory issues and learning, uh, you are so articulate in being able to share this story. So, you know, to, I, thank you. I, oh, you're welcome. I, it's just, um, that's a gift. And I think I feel that what you are sharing with us really brings home to our hearts the real need to, to be involved, be active, so that uh, others like you can maybe even, you know, as, as time goes on, you know, it can be fixed, found, and fixed, if we will, cured, or uh, removed much more readily yes. uh, without so much trauma to the body. Yes, they um, have new research already um, trying to use your immune system to treat it, and then there wouldn't be all the side effects. So that would be fantastic, but they need the research funds to continue that research. Can't underscore that one enough. No. Need to do the research. Well, then, Emily, let's talk about that. Um, and one way coming up soon, and get, it's important to be ready now. We get those teams together, raise those important funds, right? Sure. So whether or not, you know, you have a story like Jenny's, your, your mother, your aunt, um, anyone in your family, a friend has been affected by cancer, or you're just hearing this story this morning and you're thinking, you know, I think I could come out and make a difference just one day you know, just one month, October, that's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is tomorrow, October 1st. Um, so if you are hearing this story and you think to yourself, I think I can do something, you can. You can participate in our Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk on October 20th in Gasworks Park. It's really easy to register online. You can even create a team with all your friends and family, come up with a fun name, get dressed up in pink, and come out and show your support for this event. Um, we do encourage fundraising and we have all the resources to teach you how to do so. Um, it can be easy just to ask your friends and family, hey, can you give $10 to this cause? It's the cost of two lattes or maybe even more for lattes nowadays. <laughs> um, but there are easy ways that you can take steps to making a difference in this. And, you know, you are one person, but one person in a group is a community. And together we can really make an impact on this. Yes. And... When we hear how things have gone for Jenny, the fact that, you know, harsh as the treatments were, they were there. Uh, the positive genetic counseling that went on was so important 
you know, in the whole process of your treatment, right, Jenny? Yes, it was. Um, uh, I had to learn a lot. I learned a lot of medical terms and more about cancer than I ever thought I would ever want to know. Um, and But I learned a lot of that from the American Cancer Society because they do a lot to support patients during the fight. And one of the things is knowledge. Um, I even looked online to find out what the surgery was going to be like and what the recovery was. And it was very easy to understand. And it took a lot of the fear out of the surgery I had to have. And um, then also learning about um, uh, learning about how important it is to know what genetic makeup you have, because um, it can affect treatment too and outcome. Sure, absolutely. So there's so much valuable information that we're going to call it invaluable information, but it's there again. It takes funding, and that's why the American Cancer Society is so doing so much and in you know the funds are important for that to have the staff to be able to do it right emily yes, yes. exactly <laughs> and so um to register for making strides how do we go about registering if we haven't done so yet yes so it's super easy to do you can go to makingstridewalk.org slash seattle wa or just google making strides against breast cancer and you can find the local uh your local chapter there are walks in Everett, Tacoma, Thurston County, and Portland here in the Northwest. So, you know, if Seattle, if you're just driving through, come on out to ours, but you can also go to different events as well. It's free to register. So if you're worried, you know, maybe you don't have the money to register or you're just not in that place, but you do want to lend your support, it's free to register. So please come out and show your support. Absolutely. And I want to touch base one more time with Kim about this wonderful uh Cancer, or no, the other way around, construction versus cancer. So I think we've pretty much, I hope, driven home the point of the need for the fundraising. So, you know, it's not a huge amount. I think it's very doable with the event that's happening later today. Yeah, absolutely. So construction versus cancer is happening today starting at 11 a.m. and it goes to 2 p.m., um, it is just $15 per child to come out and join us for this children's festival to celebrate life and celebrate the funds that we are raising to fight cancer. So um, we invite you as community members to come out to Maple Valley. We are off of Cedar Grove Road at Cedar Mountain Reclamation Facility, who has generously donated their lot to us. Um, you'll see a big banner driving down that road. Come out and join us. Join the festival. Join the fun. And Spend the day with your kid raising funds to fight cancer. And the thing is, they'll have fun. They'll know. They'll get some sense of feeling that they're really helping out. And, you know, when I think about, about those big, gigantic machines that move dirt around, kids just adore them. Oh, absolutely. And in addition to that, we have a therapy pony that'll be out there for the animal lovers named Raindrop. We will also have Disney princesses out there to take photos with. There'll be lots of things to keep your child entertained, including, you know, interacting on some big construction equipment. That's great. So that's the big invitation for later on this morning uh, to get out and support and have fun in the process of doing so. Absolutely. So if you want to purchase a ticket online, you can do so at constructionversuscancerwa.org, or you can also show up at Cedar Mountain Reclamation Facility and purchase your ticket at the registration table. Perfect. And Ginny, 
your chance for the invite as to why people would want to come out and support Making Strides. Well, I wanted to let everyone know that the American Cancer Society does so much more than research. They do a lot of support for patients during treatment and after treatment. They have um, counseling and support groups. They They help with finances. They also provide rides. I used um, the ride service to get back and forth to um, radiation therapy. So come out and support it because um, you're supporting so many people and so many families. Yes. And with the goal that hopefully you won't have to go through that. That's really the big hope. But you will, you know, in the, in the meantime, it, cancer happens, illness happens. We need to do all we can. Right, Emily? Yes. And, you know, we mentioned the big C word. Like, let's say it out loud. Let's take its power away. We're a community and we can fight that together. And, you know, it may seem large and how can we make a difference? But like I said, one person together is a community and we can together. And if you are ready to make that step today, you can go and register yourself to walk. You can also register on day of. We're going to have a really fun event. Food trucks, Gasworks Park with the scenic Seattle skyline. Uh, We're going to have a doggy costume contest that you can enter your pup into. It's going to be a really great time. So if you're ready to make that step, go to makingstrideswalk.org slash Seattle WA and sign yourself up today. Yes, let's do this together. Let's have fun in the process of making a big charge forward, right? Yes, let's do it together. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, to Kim, Emily, and Jenny. I so appreciate your being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.